everyone. Welcome back to Stereotypically Right. It's Sienna Catherine, and I've been gone for a pretty long time. It's definitely been a minute. I think the last time I recorded anything was in January, but we've all been able to see the show that has been played before us due to the Biden administration and just the reckless behavior that's been going on under the Biden administration, even though a lot of people don't want to talk about it, aka liberals. But that's why I'm here, because I'm going to talk about it. But more specifically, I'm going to talk about an issue that plagues us more than I think people realize or more than they want to realize, because virtue signaling is just such a huge thing in our society now, especially in America. So they have to make sure that they're all about love and unity and peace and all this stuff, even if it means the destruction of their own country. So I thought it would be fitting to title this episode America Last, because not only are just American citizens in general being put last, but people who are poor and people who make below the poverty line, people who are homeless and are naturalized citizens, meaning the people who came from other countries illegally, are all being put last because they are being pushed to the side in order for us to cater to illegal immigrants and their needs. And I understand the arguments for illegal immigration, not that I understand fully I understand that there are arguments for illegal immigration and so I decided to put some of those in here but also counter those arguments but I recognize them but I also want people to understand how detrimental this is not only to our country but to the people that people who are in favor of illegal immigration are advocating for because they are the ultimate victims of this policy or the lack thereof. But anyway, I'm going to be talking about how illegal immigrations under the Biden administration are coming in by the boatload, that they're getting to stay in the convention centers in California, in a couple of cities in California, that teachers in California or are being so generous as to offer in-person education to them as opposed to your children, and they're denied getting the COVID vaccine, which I found interesting, but I saw that article from the Daily Caller today. And as I mentioned before, the common arguments for illegal immigration that I have countered with counter arguments. So let's just get right on into the episode. As I mentioned before, illegal immigrants are coming in by the boatload because according to CNN, deportations and arrests have dropped under the Biden administration as they've loosened their restrictions. NBC is reporting that a record number of migrant children are coming in under the Biden administration, up to 300 a day, claims the New York Post. And that is scary because they are not coming with their parents, most likely. They are coming with coyotes, which is not, it is an animal, but that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about um, illegal immigration. They're coming with coyotes who have kidnapped them from their parents and they are selling them into sex trafficking, and they're exploiting them. So they're not with their parents. And the administration is releasing COVID-positive illegal immigrants into the United States. In order to know whether or not you have COVID, most people take a test. So these PCR tests are being paid for by us, but given to illegal immigrants. Now, This is a global pandemic and one of the worst things that's ever happened to America and to the world. People are dying at astronomical rates and people are catching in astronomical rates. So wouldn't 
it be a top priority for American citizens to have access to these tests because it's so vital for their health. So why are illegal immigrants getting these COVID tests instead of being literally deported because they're bringing illness into our country? But no, they're also getting the tests, but they're also being released into the United States to spread this contagious and deadly disease. Makes amazing sense. And up to 52 million immigrants could settle under the Biden administration. And I have no problem with legal immigration, but that's 11 million illegal immigrants who are being granted a path to citizenship. I don't think that number should be any number for illegal immigrants. I think that that's taking away from 11 million people who want to come here legally. And that's a slap in the face. But the reason why 11 million are being granted path to citizenship is because the detention for illegal border crossers are being eliminated. The border wall construction is being halted. Deportation is being scaled back. And it's increasing the taxpayer-funded cost of services and benefits for illegal immigrants, which rounds up to about $200 billion annually. When people are coming across, some of them are wearing shirts that say, Biden, please let us in. And the Federalist, the Federalist, like the article, the newspaper organization, the Federalist said that an illegal immigrant crossed the border because Biden was president. Why? Why not when Trump was president? He said he did not come when Trump was president, but he decided to come when Biden was. Why? Because Biden has a loose handle on illegal immigration and he doesn't care so they they're taking advantage of this opportunity smart i mean yeah but they're abusing the system because well not really because biden is the one abusing the system because he's allowing these people to come in but they're smart like they're taking advantage of this opportunity to come in because they know that biden will let them in essentially and you might ask who's paying for it you are they never will because the turnaround rate for citizenship for people who come illegally is probably going to take double the amount of time as someone who just comes in legally because they have to identify themselves as an illegal immigrant. So just think about that. They, you will always be paying more for them than they are paying for themselves. So you can start paying for them by allowing them with your taxpayer dollars to stay in convention centers in California. Both Long Beach and San Diego are providing their convention centers for illegal immigrants to stay in. What's ironic is you, as a taxpaying citizen during this global pandemic, which is so horrible and kills a ton of people, aren't allowed to go in to the convention center. But these people are getting to stay and they're maxing out. I think there's a max of like a thousand people that get to stay in this convention center. Um, they get to stay in the convention center and you don't even get to use it and haven't gotten to use it in about a year and a half. Now, some may argue that there are unaccompanied minor children who are staying in the convention center. Only a few. And that's not because they're staying with their parents. As I said before, they've been taken from their parents by criminals in order to gain entry into the country for the photo ops when you see all the migrant women and children and that makes you feel bad and want to 
let them in and they're being sex sex trafficked but i didn't see anywhere in the article that talked about what's happening to the people who brought them here because probably nothing is going to happen to them another question i have is why did they never open any of these convention centers for homeless children mothers and homeless people in general it's truly a slap in the face especially during covid and there were a couple of locations that were open to help with like homelessness for natural born citizens and legal american citizens but it's still a slap in the face to me because this happened immediately it's only april we've had homeless people in america for years and they've never once opened another location like what you see is what you get there's full homeless shelters and some people have to sleep on the street like they're basically catering to illegal immigrants but they won't do that for natural born citizens they're also going to be offered in-person education at these convention centers the san diego teachers are going to be doing this at the san diego convention center according to fox so many teachers are willing to provide the teens and children with in-person education but they won't teach your american born children in person because they're afraid of covid they're afraid of what's going to happen if they get the vaccine They want to make sure they have access to the vaccine and they want to make sure that your kids are getting the vaccine. These teachers are willing to replace their shifts at the work site that they're assigned to to teach your children with working at the convention center because these teaching hours are going to be taking place during the regular school day. And they've also had shorter school days so these people can also go, I guess, during that last hour of school and teach these kids too. But your child is entitled to seven hours of education. COVID or no COVID. So just think about that. The kids in the San Diego County of Education, they just got back to in-person schooling on the 12th. So if the 12th of March, I believe. So think about that. Only less than a month and the teachers are already deciding that your children are not worth their time, but illegal immigrant children are. And 15 have already expressed that they are going to do it. And an additional 1,200 approximately teachers have expressed interest. But soon they're all going to be at this um, convention center that's doubling as a migrant shelter. But they won't be teaching your kids. And in the article, there were parents that were expressing concern, rightfully so, that the teachers will give their kids COVID from the kids that they're teaching at the convention center. But this is obviously just another ploy for them to shut the school down again because they never want your kids to be educated and they never want your kids to be back in school. So if these teachers are going to the migrant facilities, the kids at the migrant facilities have COVID and then they come back to school and give your kids COVID or give each other COVID, then the school has to shut down, right? So then your kids out of luck and back to online school after only being in school for less than a month in person. And it's not even like they're going to school every single day in person. They're literally going like once a week. At least here, the kids go, I mean, they go for one week and then they have three weeks where they're doing virtual learning. That's the last I heard of it. And our school system is like really trying not to get the kids to get back in school. I don't know about California, but this is just a little taste of what's going on in California. But what I found really strange is they want all of these opportunities finances, education, 
all of these opportunities to be given to illegal immigrants, but they're being denied the COVID vaccine in Florida. Now, one argument is that DeSantis isn't a fan of the vaccine anyway, and he wrote an executive order to ban vaccine passports. And it's also up to the states to decide the requirements for getting the vaccine, like what papers you have to show. But these people get free food, shelter, and education, and not the vaccine. Really strange. It's the one thing that our government is forcing upon us, but the illegal immigrants cannot get this for free for their health. Because reportedly, a lot of them are coming across the border with COVID. Suspicious to me. But it's also exploitation. Because these aren't the same people, apparently, that have been, like, coming in. These are people who have been here and have gotten jobs. Um, Basically, it's people who have worked as essential workers throughout the pandemic but they don't have the documents that they need to get the vaccine, like a driver's license or proof of residence. So it's really exploitation because they want you to work and work and work like a dog, but then they won't give you what you need for your healthcare. The CDC can waive these requirements, so anyone regardless of citizenship status can get it, but right now it's up to the states. So basically anywhere they can get it before you if the state allows you, but it's not a pressing issue right now for illegal immigrants to get it because we're the test projects, not them. And they also need their voter base to get it so badly. They can't, like, they can't, what I meant to say was their voter base can't get it because they so badly need those votes. And the illegal immigrants vote all the time for the left, obviously, because they're the ones that are letting them in. You don't have a country without borders. You can't illegally cross the border into North Korea and survive because as soon as you touch or even cross the demilitarized zone, you will be shot. So what I decided to do was I looked at a list of eight countries where it's super hard to become a citizen from Business Insider. And I picked five. And I'm going to tell you the names of those countries and I'm going to tell you the requirements that it takes for you to become a citizen in each of those countries. And then I'm going to tell you the process for the United States. And I'll let you see for yourself that we're not the most stringent and we're not the most, like, we're not the most restrictive country when it comes to immigration. It does take a long time, but it takes even longer in some countries. So in the Vatican, to be able to be a citizen, you have to be a cardinal a diplomat representing the Holy See, or an official worker for the Catholic Church. That's it. No one else can be a citizen. In Liechtenstein, you have to have lived there for 30 years if you're over 20. If you're not 20, then each year before you're 20 is an additional two years. So if you're 18, two years, 19, two years, and then 20 is 30 years, so 34 years. Or you have to be married to a person who is a Liechtenstein citizen, for five years or if you want to dodge the 30-year requirement your community can vote you in after 10 years but you also have to give up your current citizenship in Bhutan both parents must be a Bhutanese citizen if you only have the one parent you have to apply for citizenship even if you're born there after living there for 15 years and the same for government employees if neither of your parents are Bhutanese You can apply for citizenship after living there for 20 years, but only if you haven't spoken out against the king or country, and your citizenship can be rescinded if you ever do speak out against the king or country. 
even if you follow all of those requirements, you can still be rejected for applying for citizenship. In Qatar, your father must be Qatari. It does not matter if your mother is. Your father has to be. Legal residence for 25 years. You can't ever leave the country for more than two months to be able to apply for citizenship. They only do 50 naturalizations a year. And naturalized citizens don't have the same rights under Qatari law because of the costly government benefits. But if you're American, you can be born in America or naturalized. You have to maintain a permanent residence green card for five years. This is according to USA.gov. For five years or three years, if you're the spouse of a citizen, you have to be over 18, be able to read, write, and speak basic English, and of good moral character. Then there's a 10-step naturalization process, which I have right here. They have to determine if you're already a citizen, determine if you're eligible to become a citizen, prepare your application for naturalization, the N-400, submit the N-400, and pay your fees, go to your biometrics appointment if that applies to you, complete the interview, receive your decision on your N-400, receive a notice to take the Oath of Allegiance, take the Oath of Allegiance, and then understand what your citizenship means. And then you complete your form for naturalization, which is part of the 10-step process. You have to take the naturalization civics test, which is really hard. If you've ever taken it and you're an American citizen, you're like, wow, I know nothing about my country. But even if you're not a natural-born citizen, you still get all the same rights. And you can also have dual citizenship in that country if you want to become a citizen with, like, if you want to be a citizen in America, you can keep the citizenship of the country you're already from. Or if you want to become a citizen of another country that allows you to have dual citizenship, then you're allowed to do that. I just want everyone to know, even though there's signs around that say humans are not illegal, they can be. They're called criminals. And we already have enough natural-born and naturalized criminals here. So we don't need to keep bringing them across the border. And they're stepping on the feet of those who want to come here legally. And those who have come legally, they really don't like illegal immigrants. They really don't. Because it's a slap in their face. It's also a slap in the face, as I mentioned before, to those who need assistance. And those who have lived here as proper American citizens their whole lives but have had to live on the streets because the illegal immigrants are put as a higher priority than them. It's stealing jobs. People say that illegal immigrants work jobs that Americans don't want to work, but that's not true. And that leads me into the arguments for illegal immigration, like why people think illegal immigration is okay. Some say they're escaping a hard life. So are other immigrants who can't just hop across a fence and don't we all want a better life? They work harder. No, they're desperate for money and they don't have workers' rights because they're illegally exploited with no repercussions. They're also not working that hard to become a legal citizen because the process takes time. But good things do come to those who wait and the American dream is unachievable as long as you're having to hide because you're here illegally. What about the children? The children are in cages in migrant facilities that Obama built, and Biden is still using those cages. And as I said before, many of the children are kidnapped and they're sold into sex trafficking, so they're not even coming over with their real parents. So what about them? Yeah, what about them? They're at most risk when it comes to illegal immigration. 
Some say, well, they're here anyway. People murder, rape, and steal anyway. Does that make it okay? Should we use our taxpayer dollars to assist them in doing that? It costs money to deport them, people say. It costs money to keep them here and for them to tell others to come here because we don't care. And there's people waiting in line the right way to get here. So make room for those people. People also say that it's racist to be against illegal immigration. As if people from South America are the only people in the world who want to come to America for a better life. By advocating so fiercely for illegal immigrants from South America, you're stepping on the toes of legal immigrant hopefuls from all around the world. And many of them are from African countries. And you're also overlooking your beloved oppressed black people who are poor and destitute yet are already citizens. That's sarcasm, by the way. But not really. In closing, by advocating for illegal immigrants to stay, you're not helping them. What you are doing is aiding and abetting, advocating for their exploitation, advocating for sex trafficking, advocating for stealing from American citizens, and you're telling illegal immigrants, you're telling illegal immigrants, sorry, that their time and patience meant nothing and that you don't care about their situation, and you're pushing poor and or homeless people further down the totem pole. And because of that, you are the main part of the problem. And I titled this America Last because their needs are put above ours. No matter what, it puts a financial strain on everyone. It puts a financial strain on illegal immigrants if you want to only focus on them and like how helpless they are. Because when they get a job, they can't be paid but in cash. And they're exploited to the death because people pay them low wages to do the same work. So they can never catch up in our capitalist society. And it's a financial strain on us because we are taxpaying citizens and colleges and even public schools can have illegal immigrant children in them. And it's taking a spot from someone who legally wants to come here for school or someone who is already an American citizen and wants to attend that school. And it shows that we're weak when it comes to immigration policy. Loose immigration policy does not equal loving. So the whole no human is illegal, let them all come over here, whatever, that's not loving because that's not truth. And without the truth, there is no love. And as a leader of the free world, it looks weak and it puts a strain on the term equal opportunity. Because if people can cut in front of those who have waited years and fulfill the requirements to legally come, then what's the point of anyone waiting that long? and it's taking their opportunities, as I said before. But as I said, there is no truth in love, and that's a biblical concept. And a lot of people also say that Jesus was a refugee and Jesus sought a better life. That's not true. He wasn't a refugee. King Herod said that he wanted to kill him specifically. So his parents and him had to flee from the city that or state that King Herod lived in. So it doesn't make him a refugee. Like he was told by God or his parents were told by God where to go so that he would be safe. But it wasn't that like a whole entire group was like trying to illegally cross the border and they did it legally for that time period. Like God doesn't do things illegally no matter how hard your situation is. He has an orderly way and a legal way of doing things. So it's really not biblical or Christ-like to advocate for illegal immigration no matter how hard their lives are 
the best and most biblical way to advocate for them is to help them the legal way maybe do some immigration reform maybe make the test a little easier um i understand the arguments for that like and i'm not saying this to be mean at all but like some people don't want the test to be easier because it's a vetting process and i do agree that we need to vet people that come into the united states and by allowing illegal immigrants to come in it's a safety issue for those who live here and those who came the right way um the allocation of resources is not up to what it should be based on the census because every 10 years the population record is off because of all the illegal immigrants and that's only the ones that we've accounted for there's still i'm sure tons out there and it's just not a biblical or christ-like thing to do i promise jesus would love them and we should love them and that means that we don't want them to be exploited and we don't want them to be sold into sex trafficking if an unaccompanied illegal immigrant minor comes across the border and is sold into sex trafficking how much harder is that going to be to get them out and back to their parents than it is someone who was sold into sex trafficking and is a legal citizen with a birth certificate and a, a record you know so no illegal immigration is not biblical but that's all i have to say i typed up so much and i thought it was going to be much longer than this but i'm very glad that it's not because i thought i was going to be talking for more than an hour but i tried to link all my sources and anything that you said or anything that you heard is just a google or DuckDuckGo search away so you can find it for yourself i picked like the top few articles just to make a point um i don't have social media anymore like traditional social media so if you would like to follow me you can follow me on telegram at it's sienna catherine you can add me on MeWe if i can be found because i don't even know what my settings are at sienna catherine and then i also have a tumblr sienna catherine if you would like to follow that but thank you guys for listening and i will see you in my next episode